Vendetta Valentine is joining us right now. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves uh, and uh, tell us uh, what you play in the band. Hi, I'm Anna, and I play the keyboard. Thomas, vocals, rhythm guitar. Daniel, lead guitar and uh, backing vocals. Now, right before you guys uh, called in while I was prepping for this, I was playing through your uh, latest album here. There's uh, Nothing Safe, some good tunes on here, some interesting uh, writing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, you guys are in our top 10 right now in our uh, Radio 200 charts, and uh, you've uh, been there for uh, a while, a couple of months, as far as I know. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. Cool. So what I want to start out with here is uh, I want a uh, brief history of how you guys uh, got together and how you started this whole thing. It was the month of February, and there were posters everywhere for Valentine's Day, and there were also posters for V for Vendetta, and... We were making this music, and we saw that movie V for Vendetta, and we really liked it, and we just started making the album. That's cool. Uh, you know, you always find those interesting ways to come up with uh, band names. I know I was in a band for a uh, a while, and we were going through hell trying to come up with a name, you know? Yeah, there are a lot of really bad ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, uh, we didn't last too long, you know. Uh, the, we just didn't have it going, but... Um, Tell me uh, what your musical uh, influences are, and do they influence any of the material you guys have out? Yeah, we have a lot of influences. It kind of varies day to day. When we were writing things, we were really listening to Sex Pistols and the B-52s and Nine Inch Nails. Those were really influencing us. I was actually listening to a lot of Andre 3000, and I programmed all the beats on the album, so... That definitely influenced me a lot. I was trying to get those kind of synth sounds that they were getting on the Andre 3000 album. Yeah, I could definitely hear those kinds of influences in your music, especially uh, towards that uh, punk edge, you know, like you said, with the Sex Pistols. and. Sure. And it, the list goes on with our influence. I mean, we're all really, really, really into music, mm-hmm. and we've been just listening to so many various things forever that mm-hmm. it just, it all plays its part. Do you guys have any influences that aren't related to music necessarily? Oh, yeah, tons, actually. <laughs> We're really influenced by literature, like the staples, we consider them staples like Brave New World and 1984. We really like George Orwell, Aldous Huxley, and those kind of principles really influenced, I think, a lot of the songwriting and a lot of what we stand for. Also, like, art will definitely come into play into our ideals and our songs as well. So who's our uh, main songwriter here uh, out of the three? It's really a really collaborative effort. I mean, we, we start every song with the drumbeat, and so Daniel handles that. We just sit down and work on it for hours and he just tweaks on it comes up with a good beat and then we start playing laying guitar tracks and Anna lays a keyboard track and the last thing we do is is write the lyrics and sometimes we'll write four or five versions before we'll be satisfied i read on the uh liner notes here that uh daniel produced this album sort of i oh, mean sort of. basically i was a uh professional uh audio recording engineer for a few years worked in an a couple of nice big studios, so I got a lot of experience in it. I built my own home recording studio, and uh, we just kind of took it from there. 
used it to make uh, make Vendetta Valentine. <laughs> so tell me about promotion and how you guys get yourselves out there, and uh, how do you get people to uh, come to your shows and uh, get your stuff out there and get people to listen? Well, we tried the, the MySpace promotion thing, but people don't show up a lot from that. But one thing we did is we hired this company called Planetary Group, Right, right. I've I've contacted them, and I think they're great, as far as I know. Yeah, we are really, really happy with them, and they're they're as excited as we are for like everything we accomplish. And they've just done a great job. They did our press, and they did our college radio and our tour press, and um, they've just been really great. So they've been really helpful in getting us out there. Another thing that's helping to get us out there is uh, Jim Rome. He is a guy. Who probably know who Jim oh, Rome yeah, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rome is burning. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. So, so Jim made a partnership with us, and he kind of, you know, backed our album and funded hiring the press and stuff, and um, he's been playing us on his radio show every day, and that's definitely bringing people to our site and helping us with some album sales and downloads. Other than that, it's all luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know we uh, recently uh, put on a uh, show here and we had uh, a lot of trouble uh, getting people to show up because uh, our bands were all uh, MySpace bands and they were uh, having trouble uh, sort of getting people interested from the outside so I know how tough sometimes it can be to sort of get things out there yeah for sure we, we just came back from our, our national tour and um, one thing we did find is some of the people on MySpace if we were able to like really enter into a dialogue with them and connect with them, they would drive even from another state to mm-hmm. come see us. So we did have those lucky little spats like that. Yeah, we had uh, people coming down from a, a little bit of a ways. I know we had a band called Brookside where we had a bunch of guys coming down from uh, New York and he had like a seven-hour drive or so. So oh. it was pretty brutal for him that night. <laughs> <laughs> sound like very much to us right now after driving four hours from St. Louis to Phoenix. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Your shows, uh, necessarily, uh, where, what kind of places are they located? Tell me what they are uh, visually and musically. I mean, what can you expect at a uh, Vendetta Valentine show? Very, very different from the uh, album. Yeah, it's a lot more rocking. And we, we use a live drummer and live bass player for all the beats and everything when we play live. So it, it brings about a, a very different feel, and it's a lot more a lot more punk. The songs are a bit faster, too. I mean, not too much, but they, they just got that extra little bit of speed to them, a little more energy. Before we went, first show of our tour was uh, we opened for Bad Religion at the House of Blues here in, in uh, Orange County. And um, it, it was a really, really good show. Bad Religion fans, we didn't really expect bad religion fans to react to us too well but they just they went crazy for it and we were just <laughs> really surprised and happy it was, it was awesome yeah we, we were really intimidated beforehand we thought we might get booed off the stage <laughs> in fact the band that played the night before us got booed off the stage so that was a big fear <laughs> there was a lot of pressure <laughs> uh, that is really something speaking of uh, other artists what uh, other uh, bands or artists have you guys collaborated with that we might be familiar with we were definitely influenced by this one band from the UK called Fuji and Miyagi, and we really dug their CD. And they're kind of odd. Like they, we got to, we actually got to open for them, which was awesome because we really loved them. And they were cool guys. They were super cool, and they they told us how people in the UK don't really like their music, but they came over here and and they were having a good time. And they were definitely influenced 
our rhythms and beats and even our singing style to some extent. So it was really great to be able to open the show for them. Can you guys tell me any interesting stories you might have from the road that uh, anyone might find like, oh, wow, I can't believe uh, that happened, you know? We showed up at a venue for what was supposed to be our biggest show in Seattle Mm -hmm. and didn't know that we were playing. (laughs) They were like, who are you? Did you sell tickets? (laughs) (laughs) It got cleared up, but it was a... And it ended up being, like, probably the best show on the tour, too. But, uh, yeah, it was was kind of interesting. We walk in, and there's all these other bands that are they're all loading their stuff in and we're like hey we're here and uh, we're ready to load in uh who are you and <laughs> you're not on the flyer why, why are you here <laughs> yep. the hotel rooms were, were a really interesting aspect of the tour like uh in phoenix we were in a pretty bad neighborhood we got hit up to um people asked us if we wanted drugs and then people tried to buy drugs from us and <laughs> phoenix was pretty crazy there was a giant blood stain on the carpet in one of the motels. That was pretty scary. Yeah, it looked like someone had just died. <laughs> I mean, you see all kinds of things, I'm sure, when you're crossing the country with a low budget that, you know. <laughs> you just wouldn't normally get to <laughs> And maybe they should not be mentioned either, you know. <laughs> So one thing I do is I, I go to a lot of uh, small clubs uh, out here to uh, see music, most particularly the uh, Paradise we have in uh, Boston, really small, intimate kind of gathering type thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys have played a lot of clubs. Uh, what's the best and worst thing about playing in clubs, you think? Loading gear has got to be the worst thing ever. Stair- giant staircases <laughs> are the worst thing. Um, if, a, if a venue doesn't have an elevator and they've got a lot of stairs and you got to carry all your gear up, it's, just, it's a nightmare. The best thing is probably um, every night playing with different bands and meeting different people from each city. That was probably one of the most rewarding aspects of it, all the different musical styles and the different vibes of the people. And the different reactions from the people as well. Was, mm-hmm. it, you just you got different, just a different different feeling from everyone. And the, the good thing is we, we generally, it, well, in every city, got really good vibes from everyone. So that, that was awesome. And that, that just makes it a great thing for any show. What's the next show uh, you guys are uh, playing? You're on tour right now, right? We actually just got back, and we are looking for a band to uh, tour with this summer. That's pretty much our next plan, is to try to find someone to go on tour with this summer. What's the furthest across the country you guys have been? I know you're based out of California, so uh, have you ever been as far east as uh, Boston here? or? We did that in New York. We played, a couple, we played two dates in New York. So we basically we went up from California to Seattle, then we went down through the middle of the U.S. and over to New York, played a couple of dates, and then came back south. And hit everything in between as, as we were going. We played about 20 shows all together, I think. So you guys uh, working on any uh, new music at the time being? Well, we have like some guitar riffs and some ideas. Right now we're just trying to focus on the next tour, so maybe a while before we hit the studio again. So... Let's talk a little bit about this album, uh, There's Nothing Safe. When did this uh, first come out? March 4th, yeah, March 4th. <laughs> now, uh, were there any uh, serious like difficulties in uh, recording this, or did the process go pretty smooth? Well, it's a... Uh... <laughs> question for Daniel. <laughs> it was easy for me and Tom. <laughs> it was pretty easy. The, the problem with uh, recording and mixing in a home studio is 
things are not exactly as accurate as, as you'd like them to be, like in a, in a real studio. It, it just it takes a lot longer, and you have to tweak things a lot more in a um, studio to make them sound like they're up to the pro standard. It took a lot of time to mix and remix, and I went. I was trying to mix for a certain mastering tech that that he had these great ideas on on how to master, and he just didn't turn out to be up to all the talk. So uh, I had to I had to remix again, and then take him to a different mastering tech, which. It's just, I think I re- remixed things probably three or four times, which just it just killed me at, at some point. And other than that, I didn't really run into too much uh, too much difficulties. Just a big time drain. That was all. Now, did you have a lot of songs to work with at the time? I know uh, a lot of bands they only have like six or so songs to start out with, and they're struggling for material. But is there a lot of material? that was uh, left off of here, or uh, did you sort of gradually come up with the stuff and uh, fit together the album? We really wrote it as we went, and we just, we were real soldiers about it. We were just like, come on, let's let's get back in the studio. We, we would just, we would take it mainly in two-week blocks, and then we'd take a week off, go back for another two-week, and pretty much almost every night of the week just be in there writing and writing and recording. And we recorded it as we wrote it. And we re-recorded if if the version you know if, if we were just about finished with something and then we started taking a taking a listen to it and we didn't like it we would we just rewrite it and we rewrote a couple of songs pretty much from the ground up almost like we mm-hmm. just take the beat and continue on with it yeah the Mayday originally the outtakes from Mayday the original version was more of a song about a serial killer <laughs> but we decided it was just way too dark. <laughs> Right. But we're going to freak out, so we totally changed it. So what do you guys find are the uh, the biggest obstacles to you right now? Right now, it's like it's figuring out how to get the exposure to go from being a band that pours nationally in a van and has an on-night and an off-night and on-night, off-night, and getting to that next stage of being like a band that it's acceptable to like and people want to come out no matter what you know, kind of getting into that buzz band status. It's hard for us because we're, I mean, we don't really sound like, we don't we don't fit into any of the current scenes that are really going on. I mean, you look at the electro scene and we're too rock for the electro scene. You look at the rock scene, we're too electronic for the rock scene. And it's just, it's really, really tough to get to that acceptable point for, for us. Most of the people that are really liking the album are into eccentric and original music and uh, that, that's where yeah, that's the void that we're trying to fill the difficult thing too is like we're basically acting as our own record label our own management and we've just had to learn everything we can like and that's basically been done by making phone calls to people in the industry and just asking their advice and a lot of good people have helped us out in that respect now earlier uh, throughout the week i uh, visited your myspace page and i found that very uh interesting informative and i want to uh know i know uh you guys do other things besides music and uh, can you just tell me uh, some of your uh, other interests and hobbies i'm an artist like a fine artist i do big oil paintings and watercolors and all kinds of art and a writer and an avid reader also tom i like to write and read as well, but I, I write, I wrote one book called Nevis Gift, and mm-hmm. I'm working on a new novel right now. Literature is definitely a 
hugest influence, especially with coming to the songs, trying to make the songs on a par of like your own inner standard of the literature you love. This is Daniel here. I work in video production these days, but mm-hmm. I've kind of left the audio recording side of things. Although I, I do a lot of location sound and stuff like that. That's I don't know if that's much of an artistic influence these days, but when it when it comes down to doing something artistically in video, I try to get my hands in on it as much as possible. I've worked in on a, a few like B movies and and whatnot. Other than that, I do. Uh, I've just become a, a photographer. I really, uh, really dig that. It's a lot of fun to frame things up and take snaps of them. But then I, I just keep on playing music. I mean, I play several different instruments. I just try to keep on learning more instruments and learning software to make weird sounds and and whatnot. Just sort of uh, to almost close this thing out, uh, close this thing out here. Uh, what's some advice you guys have to bands that are trying to get into this industry, and some obstacles they can try to avoid, so uh, that they can try to avoid these roadblocks that might get in their way. I would say a really important thing is to learn as much as you can. Don't be afraid to ask people in other bands or even managers, people at record labels. A lot of them actually will give you some time and advice. I'd say if you have something good going, don't break up. Try to work it out. Try to stick together because that really makes a difference. Basically, like, save up money. Find ways to do to get press and to get your name out there. And always, always, always be original. Do not sound like anyone else. Do not follow anyone else's their sound and get caught up in a scene. It might be helpful in the in the short run, but in the long run, you're just not going to be happy with yourself. Any band that's out there and forming and looking at the best bands that are on the radio right now and trying to sound like them, just forget about it. Just don't don't be like them. Just be like yourself. Just keep on writing from the heart. Okay, I, I want to thank you guys uh, again for joining us uh, here this evening. We really like your music uh, here at the station, and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, some more from you in the future. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And uh, one more thing is I want to go into the next portion of the show with a uh, song off your album here. Give me one to play. Dodge the Paper Cuts. That's my favorite Dodge one. <laughs> okay, thanks again, and see you later. Cool. Take care. Thank Take care. you. Bye. Thank you.